0: I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now.
1: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Today I'm going to be chatting with my friend
0: april first of all thanks for having me i always love chatting with you and you're right it's like we see this evolution with instagram instagram you know what zuckerberg and the whole team at facebook hq what they do is they pick up on what's working so like Mm -hmm. you said like snapchat had that and they're like oh we're gonna pick that up right Mm -hmm. they're like okay what's tiktok doing okay let's pick that up what's be real doing right? Be real. You know, you have to take the, for those that don't know, you have to take the photo a certain time of day, front camera, back camera. It's like trying to, yeah, like make it more authentic. They're like trying to take what those platforms are because for a lot of people, it's like, they built their whole business on this rented land so they don't want to leave right. so it's like okay but this is what's getting attention and you know money flows where attention goes so it's like how do you get their attention we know that stories intrigue us, right? If you might've heard the expression that facts tell, but stories sell, we remember stories. That's why we used to back in the day, sit around the, the campfire, right? You know, the cavemen would say, you know, here's the story, don't go this way, the lion will eat you, <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how people remembered the lessons through a story. Yes. So people will remember the stories. And not only that, when you're telling a story, their guard is down. Mm -hmm. So they don't feel like they're being sold to. It's not just like, buy my lashes, buy my product, get my service. It's more of like, here is the customer journey. Here's what you need to know. And I've actually identified that there are eight core stories, eight core stories on what a client needs to know from first really hearing about your brand all the way down to buying. So from yeah. follower to buyer. That's nope.
1: really helpful when, when you're thinking about co- social media content. I know a lot of people struggle like, with knowing the power of social media and not knowing what to post. If you know those eight pieces, I mean, how much easier is that going to make your social media strategy? Yeah.
0: And it, then it's just rinse, recycle, and repeat. Mm-hmm right like it's because people are always coming in and i hear people say like i don't want to talk about the same thing my favorite right?
1: thing to tell people is like think about like big companies think of the most successful companies i use nike a lot i use forever 21 a lot like just cuz those are very well known names when you think about those brands and you think about what they sell are they selling new stuff really every year every season i mean essentially yes however like they're selling shirts pants <laughs> Shoes. I mean, they're selling the same stuff over and over. They're just packaging it a little bit different. They're just using different color palettes, different fibers, different fabrics, but essentially they're selling the same stuff. So I don't really understand why people feel, in fact, a lot of times they're even using the same models. For you know, clothes that are again, just packaged a little bit differently. So to me, I just think like, how, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we tell ourselves that if I tell the same story over and over, but slightly different that it's, you know, repetitive, it's what do they call beating a dead horse? Like mm-hmm. we tell ourselves all these negative things, but then when we look at these huge companies that are so wildly successful, that is literally what they do. They literally sell
0: the same
1: things over
0: and yeah. over. I, I say oftentimes it's the same thing. They're just changing the wrapping paper. Yeah. They're just they're just finding a new way to promote it. Most of the time, they're selling like a lifestyle. Or if you look at people that are like fanatical, like I think of like Red Bull, mm-hmm. how they have like the Red Bull, like, I don't know, championship or whatever. And people do like crazy stunts for Red Bull. And they're selling like this idea of, you know, just like living without borders, just being wild of going for it, the energy to get out there. Like, they're selling something different than just an energy drink. Yeah. Right. And to your point about the repeat, it's like, why do successful songs, like, I'm sorry for the audience, I have to do this, Baby Shark, do 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 do. Like, it sticks in your head, right? Because it repeats. And yeah. so, so many times if my students works, will say,
1: like, if it works, then
0: why fix it? That's right. And so many times my students will say to me like, I've heard you say that before, but you switched up the way you said it, and it just hit me. It just resonated with me. It was just like what I needed to hear at that moment. Yep. And your audience is the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because you never know where they are in their journey. You know, you have an idea by doing research. You can you know, conduct polls. You can do your best to understand your audience. But you like, you never know when was that one moment where they're just, you know, I've had a student, a girl who who paid me, you know, to, to teach her how to do lashes. She's like, I've followed you for years. I knew I wanted to take a course with you. I didn't know when. I didn't know if I would, but I knew if I was going to take a course, it was going to be with you. And I guess I went live this one day talking about my, just talking about my story that I've told a million times, talking about how I used to work at the DMV and they wouldn't let me get time off for college to get my degree. I wanted to be a professor. And I just talked about how like I was fed up and I don't know what exactly version of the story that I told that day, but she told me that she was watching it while putting herself to sleep, like trying to go to sleep, just scroll holing. And that my words were just exactly what she needed. And I confirmed she bought that class. It was a $2,500 class, $2,500 class at one o'clock in the morning when she Mm -hmm. was trying to go to bed, you know? And she told me, she's like, had it not been for that one, I don't know if I would have, I can't say for sure. And so for me, that was really impactful. And that video got very few likes. Anyone watching right now, listening, I want to tell you that video got so few likes, it was not a viral video. It wasn't intended to be a viral video. It was just me answering somebody's question. I don't remember exactly what the situation was but it didn't go viral. I didn't get a million likes. I didn't even get new followers from it but I converted one post that probably took me about 10 minutes to film current converted into $2,500, you know, which now she still does lashes till this day. She's taken more classes from me since then. And now she's a full-time lash artist who gives me, cause I sell products on average, at least 300 to $500 a month in supplies. So one 10 minute video granted in, in accumulation with all the previous right. posts, I'm sure that I had done, but I feel like that's like the key point that I want to drive home. Like, don't get tired of telling people about the transformation that you offer because this specific way that you say it this one time might be the exact verbiage. Like I've had people say, I asked God for a sign and then you went live and I thought, there's my sign. You never know, you know, because I think stories on top of the fact that they get people connected and they don't feel like they're being sold to on top of that. I think it just makes them get to know you better too. And that's the part that I feel like I try to drive home a lot with my students is like, I know it's a scary world to put yourself out there. I know that. And definitely if you're not comfortable talking about your marriage, your, your family life, your kids, like not saying you have to do all of that. You don't need to become, you know, the next Kardashian family in order to sell products. But I'd be lying to you if I said that there's no value in talking about your story. Like for me to tell you, oh, you don't have to do that. You just need to have good quality customer service and have a good, ser- you know, be good at doing lashes. Granted, yes, you could get clients solely off of word of mouth, but that is going to be such a slow growth. If you can get comfortable with telling your story online, it doesn't have to be like this. You don't have to be live. You know, there's so many ways to leverage social media and tell your story and talk about the transformation you've received and how you can give that to others or the transformation others have received from you. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you never know what side of yourself they needed to see before they realize, Oh, she's the one, or he's the one that I want to go to. Like when I find out that she's actually not really a talker and she actually, you know, enjoys letting her clients talk more than she really enjoys talking to them. That might be something I need. Maybe I'm a therapist and all I do is hear people talk all day. And I don't want that when I go to my brow appointment or my lash appointment you might think that that's a weakness. You might think that because you're not really an extroverted person and you don't, you're not very chatty that that could be something that would dissuade people from making an appointment with you. But you have no idea that there's clients out there that love the fact that you are not a talker.
0: Yeah. And here's the thing, like when you tell your story not only does it go past the conscious mind goes into the subconscious where people don't feel like they're being sold to right they're listening they're engaged in a story but people actually hear their story in your story so they relate to it your story is just one of the stories Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's your story told in a way that it is not bragging where they can see themselves in the story, right? You've probably heard Donald Miller has the story brand and he talks about that you are not the hero. The customer is the hero. You are the sage or you are like the Yoda. You are like the one that helps the hero find the guide. their way. The guy. you're the guide, right? You know, so many times brands wanna be the hero and you don't wanna be the hero. You wanna position your story where they hear themselves in the story and they see you as the person to guide them. And
1: I think one thing that Mm -hmm. I learned is when I'm able to tell my version of my story and or or somebody else's version of what their transformation has been in like maybe a nice service chair or as a student with me, when I can tell them like, hey, I was able to take this person from A to Z or something along those lines. What I realized is that I sometimes will describe their feelings and their problems in a way that they had never even thought of. They're like, oh my God, that's me. Like, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm feeling. When I can tell someone, hey, when I, you know, I love doing lashes because I'm able to help a mom who is underappreciated and undervalued, look at herself and, you know, get treated by the people around her in a way that people haven't in a long time. And when she looks in the mirror, she sees that woman that she hasn't seen in 15 years. And even though maybe a potential client might not have thought that consciously, subconsciously, she's like crying, you know, watching my video because she's like, that's me. I am that mom. I haven't had somebody look at me in that way. Or I haven't seen myself in the mirror and enjoyed what I saw in a very long time. I need that. And so even though, you know, that's not necessarily my story, but it's one of my clients stories that I can tell. Like, again, the the words that I used connected to that person in a way that they didn't even realize, they didn't even realize they had that problem. And so if you can do that, if you can find a way to capture people's issues and or problems and then package it in a way showing that you have that solution, again, in a way that they didn't realize they had a problem, oh my God, that you will will have a forever client. Like that is a way you get someone to never leave you ever again.
0: You see, I'm, I'm a post-it note fanatic. <laughs> you see my post-it notes. So these are the things that, the blue is the announcements I need to, this is for the upcoming workshop. The, those are announcements I need to make. The yellow, that's the thought reversal. So that's like what they think is the problem, but what really is the problem, right? right? Like, so what you, cause this is, so for example, like you have to address the thought reversal because, and. We're going to talk about this on day two, but you could be showing picture after picture and have like amazing work. Like your before and afters, your skills are off the charts, right? Mm -hmm. But if they're still thinking in their mind, these lash extensions are going to damage my natural lash, Mm -hmm. right? Because maybe they had like an 80s perm that made their hair fall out. Or even their back. Or maybe they had like recent acrylics. Yeah. that messed up their nails like if they're still thinking that they're never going to get started with you because they still have that you have to bust that myth yes so the yellow is the the myths and, and for me these are you know beauty business right. owner myths right because that's what i'm talking to the mm-hmm. people the pink are the core systems that i teach so i think uh, i always try to simplify things and think of it in frameworks that's why we have the story framework funnel like how can we simplify this how can we get it to be like boop 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 like following like a you know step, you know step one step by two step, step, step three step, mm-hmm. step by step and like almost okay. just like color recipes, by numbers right mm-hmm. and that's all, yeah and this, so those are our recipes so i have to talk about how and this is important for our audience here how what you're doing is different like how you are protecting the natural lash, mm-hmm. why they're coming you know that is your your methodology that's your process that's your superior solution which is another reason they come to you right and people don't know it unless you tell them. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not going to see it in a before and after picture. They're
1: not, they're not more, they're more than likely not going through all of your photos and figuring out who those people are and then taking the time to befriend them and then messaging them and ask, they're not doing all that. Stuff. And even mm-hmm. if they did hypothetically, cause PS, I'm one of those people, but even <laughs> if they did, like how much do those said clients even know about your process? Like they may not know Like what exactly, like you said, you, they, your clients who maybe can vouch for the fact that you have taken them from super sparse, weak lashes to super full, like strong ones. And maybe they know that and they can say that, but how, like that, how part is important. And you can, if they don't know how they just know that, I don't know, but now my lashes are fuller since I started going to her. That doesn't like with me. I would like mm, that's not enough. I want to know what if they're not stronger, and she's just telling me that. So, I would want to know. So, now if this service said service provider was talking about on their social media about how they work for the first two months, work with a serum in conjunction with classic lashes to make sure they're not overweighing them until the la- like, if you told me that,
0: I would be like, oh, well, then there it is. I'm going to you. Yeah, if you have a certain way that you wrap the lash, if you have a certain Mm -hmm. way that you do your mapping that looks more natural, whatever your process is, why are they coming to you versus somebody else? And uh, if you don't really talk about it, it'll just come down to price because they're not going to know. So after we have our pink, after we have our key systems, we have our green, and our green is our stories. The stories (laughs) are the proof because any time you say it, you have to prove that it what you say is real. We are in the trust business, as I like to say all the time, not in the beauty business, we're in the trust business. We're working on people's faces, they need to trust us. So you can't just say, well, I do it better. You have to show, you have to tell, you have to, so those are all the stories that I'm gonna back it up with. So your marketing is in these folds. You have to think like, what's holding people back? Like digging into like, what is that psychology then? How am I going to bust these myths and show how I'm different? And then what are my stories to back that up? And those stories, that's why I call it the framework funnel, walk them through the customer journey because there's different stories that they need at the top of the funnel when they're just getting to know you, when they're just kind of cold and they're Mm -hmm. like, hmm, I like her work or I'm thinking about doing this versus when they've been following you for a while maybe they've been following you for a long time, but there's some reason that they're sitting on the fence that's keeping them from buying. And there's a story that needs to be told there to get them off the fence to take action. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, I know this wasn't actually about stories, like your stories (laughs) on your page, but I feel like that's why they're so powerful. And that's why I spend a lot more time on my stories than I do anywhere else on my platform. Like, I really don't post very frequently on my actual, on my page. I consider my profile page more for reach and for like just connecting that first kind of like that first part of just getting them kind of intrigued with me. And then I use my actual stories that disappear every 24 hours. I use those to actually communicate. Think of it like text messages or email marketing. Like what would I say in an email? And I'm putting that into a story like, those are kind of more like newsletter style. Like this is my regular conversations that I'm having to make sure that they don't forget that I exist. And I think I know it's a little bit off topic, but also on the subject, I think that's why TikTok is having such a huge impact on social media and why so many people are growing there quicker. And like, for me, for example, I've only been on TikTok less than, less than two years and i'm at like 20 some thousand followers and i think that that has a lot to do with the type of culture that we have there it's so established that not only do people appreciate stories but the actual algorithm itself favors stories When it knows that you're telling an original content, like you're giving original content, that's what the algorithm favors on TikTok. They no longer, initially, let's rewind like three years ago, TikTok favored like the trends. So like whatever sound was trending and then people were dancing along with it and doing whatever, you know, whatever choreographed dance moves. That was what was trending before. But now I think TikTok realized what keeps people engaged are actual stories, uh, like original stories. And so people literally just talking to the camera, going, Hey guys, today, can you believe that I was in the line at the grocery store? And you're never going to believe what this. B- said to me like that is what is keeping people online and they're like oh my god tell me like what happened next and it could be the most dumbest thing that literally has nothing to do with your life it's not exactly related to what we're talking about but even you could take advantage of that like if you understand that you could take advantage of that as a service provider and you know obviously with integrity in mind at the top of your list talk about some of the stories that you, you know, of the transformations that you offer that you have accomplished with your clients. And that's going to work wonders. If you can tell those stories in a way that makes people desire what you're selling, you don't even have to like back in the day, I felt like what sold on social media was like tips and tricks, tutorials type of stuff. Like that was very hot. And I just see these huge, huge brands that I personally know that on Instagram have this huge following but now they're going over to TikTok and using the exact same type of content that they grew with on Instagram, on TikTok. And it's not resonating. It's not working because people want to be told stories. No. They want, in a <laughs> sense, they almost want to be entertained. And then they yep. buy based off of the level of entertainment that you off, that you gave them. You know, it's so weird to people like me who grew up seeing like perfect skinny models. And that was enough to make me buy something, even though I look nothing like that. It was so backwards. But like when I grew up in that era of seeing people like this image of perfection and then I'm like, Oh, well in order to look like her, I need to buy that when God knows I was never going to look like her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting to see how we've just evolved and to know that our audience is doing the same thing, right? Our audience is also, you know, the buyer has become more sophisticated. Yes. And so what used to work, you know, you know, just showing a picture before and after picture yes. of lashes is no longer enough, right? It's no longer enough to get their attention. Mm-hmm. Right. And so your videos are what's going to get new followers. That's what's going to get attention. That's going to be on your reels, on your lives, things like that, because, and, and TikTok, that's what they're promoting, right? Your stories are for that middle of the funnel where you're warming them up. You're building more trust with them. You're building more connection. They're seeing the behind the scenes because only your followers actually see the stories. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being very intentional. So it's not about, again, it's not about doing all the things it's about, Bringing it down to simplifying it. This is one of the things that I'm you know, most proud of that we have one of the highest student success rates for helping permanent makeup artists, lash artists, estheticians, beauty business owners double their income is that we simplify it. And when you simplify it, it's doable. It's, you have that clarity of this is what I need to do. You have the confidence to do it. And then you have the plan to get the content done, right? And so instead of thinking, oh, I got to do all these things, it's like, okay, here's how I need to show up. What do I need to do? I need to get more people to know about me. I need the people that know about me to know this middle part of the funnel. What are these middle stories that we need to tell, right? And we'll be breaking all of this down in the workshop. This is what they need to know. And so you only need to really talk about this middle part on your stories. You don't need to go back to the beginning. They're already problem aware. Yeah right? And so right. you can cut it down. You don't have to be like, oh, I have to talk about all these things, all these places. No, you can really get focused on it's these key things. Mm-hmm. And then it's identifying those. And once you identify them, you're going to find the powerful stories that are going to resonate with them. And they'll remember the stories. Yes. Because when the video ends or the live ends, they're not going to remember the content, right? Or but they're going to remember wearing, the stories. My
1: shirt is. Yeah. All the other stuff that we were worried about. Yeah that's yeah. exactly a big like part of like for me with social media that's a big part of why I kind of cut back on wearing makeup and using filters I'm not against them and I've had a lot of fl- I gotten a lot of like flack about that like people telling me like you know filters aren't bad and I'm not saying they're bad but one thing I really wanted to do this year was really cut back on the filters. A lot of the fact is because I want people to focus more on what I'm saying and the value that I'm giving rather than just kind of being appealed to how I look. And that was something I felt like, you know, a lot of people I'd be making a video that was very valuable and full of amazing content. And I would just get tons of people telling me like, Oh my God, you're so you look so pretty or, you know, like stuff like that. And then don't get me wrong. Everyone has an ego and we all love people telling us that we look good. I'm in a space where I want you to listen to my story. And so if that means that I've got to scare the people away that we're only interested in the filter and the, and the makeup and the hair, well then it is what it is. I'm way more concerned with, you know, making my community smaller that actually cares about what I'm saying because I feel like it's gonna convert. I notice on social media, like some of the biggest accounts that I follow that I connect with the most Honestly, there's this one girl and I love her. And so if she ever sees this, she probably won't. But if she ever sees this, (laughs) it's okay because it's a compliment. Her name's Coco Moco on TikTok. And she like her whole platform is that she predicts trends. And so she helps people go viral. She helps them grow their companies by putting them ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. before it comes. She's worked in Hollywood. And so like, this is actually like her job. It's not just like a thing she does. Mm -hmm. This is what she does. She gets paid to do this. And so one of the things I notice about this girl is that she is greasy, like all the time. She's so greasy. Like her bangs are always stuck in chunks and they're always like kind of stuck to her head because her skin is very oily. I don't know if maybe she purposely puts oil in her hair or if she maybe doesn't wash her hair very frequently. I don't know what the case is, but all I can tell you is that regardless of how she looks a little bit unkempt i still can't take my eyes off of her and listen to everything she says and that's how i knew that with her because there's other pages that i follow similar to hers but with her there's something about her that i that i love and i think that it's because she's telling these stories and i'm focused on the story and i'm not looking at like how perfect she is and comparing myself to her so i think that yeah everything you're saying is just so in today's era especially stories have always sold like you said earlier but today our consumers are just way more conscious of where they're putting their money and they wanna, they wanna feel connected. And so stories are the perfect way to do that.
0: Yeah, when you're telling that story, it was making me think of, and I don't know her name, but there's a lady that does like her makeup. There's several of them. She does her makeup while she tells like murder mystery oh, stories. Well, <laughs> like I think but, I've heard of that. Yeah, she's like really big. I think she's really famous, right? Yeah. You know, she's an amazing makeup artist. And she's giving, like, real facts of the story. And she's like, and it's so intriguing the way she's telling the story. And then she's like... And listen, it was the brother's sister. And, and then she'll pause, and it's like, her storytelling is off the hook, right? Like, somebody else could be just telling their story and putting on their makeup, which, yeah. like, now is a trend, right? Right. But it's not the same as how she does it, right? Yes. She just has a knack for telling stories. And I don't think that you have to be, like, dramatic like her, but I do think that you need to know, oh, that's Bailey, oh, Thier- really
1: baby Sarian, yes it's a makeup and murder i think makeup something like that yes i remember yes now. she's been right. around for a while too and that's what made her stand out her makeup when she first started doing that her makeup was not even that good yeah like, her, she was not actually that great at it i mean now she's amazing but initially so that just speaks volumes to what we're saying is that like you don't have to be i see so many lash artists like just take training after training after training and just like say 27,000 times certified, but yet they still can't get clients. I know girls who have like 15,000 followers on social media and yet they are like struggling to book clients at full price. They're constantly running so, like ads or they're constantly just doing promos on their trainings to fill in their blink days. And it, it all really just comes down to the fact that they don't know how to market themselves. And that's why you know, learning even just storytelling alone is such a good form of marketing that could be learned. You know, there's so much more to marketing than that, yeah. but I mean, it's such a good little piece
0: to add in to what you're already doing. Yeah, it's a simple system. And here's the thing, you don't need to be a great storyteller. You don't have to be as intriguing as her, but you need to know the right stories at the right time. You need to know what somebody needs to hear, like what is going to keep them engaged and what is going to motivate them to book or buy right? Like, and understanding that, right, that is going to be really key. And understanding that once you have these core stories, kind of like in your back pocket, they're your Mm go-to. So if you're like, I don't know what to post, or I'm running out of content, you're going to have these stories, and I call them connection and conversion stories, Mm -hmm. because it connects you with them, it builds trust, but then it also, these are stories that are going to convert into actual clients, Yeah. right? I mean, like you said, and if you have those eight pieces, you won't be repetitive because you're not going to be
1: telling them all every single day. gal Galval said it's about knowing how to market yourself and your personality. Yeah, I I think that's exactly what we're talking about. It's like not just your services, but also you as a person. And so the kind of stories that you tell are really going to connect with the right people. Now, they're not going to connect with everybody like that girl, the murder makeup I don't like that stuff. And there's a reason why I didn't really remember her name and why, because that's not something that appeals to me. I don't like murder stuff. I don't like murder mysteries. I'm not into unsolved murders and all that. That's not my thing. In fact, I kind of am grossed out by it. But that's okay, you know? And so, so many people veer away from doing things like that because they want to appeal to everyone. And that is the biggest mistake. The reason she blew up was because yes, Marley said she connected with emotion. Now, there are emotions that I don't like and I don't wanna connect with, but there are people who like, will have probably been listening to her for 15 years and they'll never stop. And anytime she does a merch drop, they're gonna buy it. And anytime she promotes a makeup and says it works well, they're gonna buy it. And so that's, and for me, I connect a lot to people who talk about like mental health issues and how it relates to their life and how they have made their business successful Despite their mental health problems, despite their childhood traumas. And like, that's the kind of sick, weird stuff that I like. I like to hear how you persevered, regardless of the adversity that you've experienced. You find me like any idol or per se that you that I have in business and makeup and lashes, we can almost guarantee that they've got, they're struggling up here. And (laughs) it's because that's what I like. And so I think that's, what's important. Like, I love what I love and you can't be for everyone No.
0: No, Val you said
1: people go to you because of how you make them feel. It makes people feel like they know you exactly. And what we're talking about here, Val, is just how you can do that through stories. See, not just stories like what I was thinking. I was thinking stories like your <laughs> stories, which essentially I guess kind of we are. Yeah. You put Val's those really in good at that. Val talks to her stories all the time. She goes live all the time. And so that's why she's, you know, doing so well and she's so successful in her business. But I think for people okay i have a question for you april for people who maybe we've convinced them by this point you know half an hour in we i think we've convinced people that telling stories is such a powerful way to connect and convert people but like what if you're not comfortable with talking to the camera like is there a way to tell stories i know the answer to this but i want you to tell it is what if what would be a way to get started with st- telling stories and connecting emotionally but if you're not comfortable with coming on camera
0: yeah So I have two, I I mean, I have lots of ways, but I might give you two because I always always feel like if I give you a bunch, you're gonna do none because you're gonna be overwhelmed. But if I give you two, you can commit to one of the two, right? Pick one that works for you, yeah. So it should be a video, but it doesn't have to be you on video. So hear that again it should be a video you know you could put pictures together and make it a reel like that but what really works best is video because it is authentic right i mean sure you could probably doctor it a little bit but it feels more authentic and we know the algorithm loves it so it should be a video okay so one of two things you can find the clients that are your testimonial stories Right, and you can turn the camera on them and you can talk about their transformation. Now, not all clients are going to be comfortable. With that. So you have to find the right ones. And you have to also, here's the thing you can't be awkward about it because if you don't know where this is going, like if you don't know where this story is going, you have to know, like, just like if you're going on vacation, you have to know where your destination is. Right. You got to know your goals. You got to know where you're going. Like, okay. what do you want this story to tell? Like, you're not, this, it's not going to tell all the stories. Maybe you want to tell a story of the client was really nervous to have somebody touch their eyes to somebody by their eyes right they have watery eyes they have allergies they've always been nervous of it makeup runs down their face right like you can tell that story right and you can be behind the camera and say you know all right we've got Juanita here and Juanita's gonna tell you she was a little concerned Juanita what did you say to me about when you first came in right and you can prep her ahead of time so that she's comfortable with it and you're just asking her questions and again you're gonna record that I would not necessarily do that live okay. if you've never done it before, if right. you've never talked to Juanita, because Juanita could freeze and talk about some wild stuff that and you don't want her to talk make it about. She <laughs> can always delete it. But for me, I would say when you're just starting, like, record a few, and then you can decide if you want to, you know, share you it or not. Or or something. Yeah. yeah. You can decide what bits you want out of it, right? She might've gone on a wild tangent. Oh, I was trying to find myself here. And then next thing I know, I was at Target. And then it reminded me I was at the lash aisle. (laughs) Yeah, it was (laughs) like, I was on the lash aisle by my seventh case of mascara. And you're like, come back to here, right? You know what I mean? She she went down, like that would be me because I get squirreled all over the place. Like I just did, right? That's a perfect example. So anyway, so you can get her, you can talk about that, how she had allergies, how she was nervous about somebody's being by her eyes. That right there is an objection that your client has that's your
1: yellow your yellow right
0: that's right yeah those are your thought reversals those are your myth busting objections what are their thoughts like why are they thinking you know she's maybe she's never been able to have any makeup by her eye and so she's really worried about lash extensions right like you can't not address that there is a segment of the population that is not coming to you because of that and so the minute you bust that myth right then you got it okay so that's one the second thing is maybe just because i love some post-it notes (laughs) maybe i have a a small addiction to them i don't know they're just like all around (laughs) i know what i'm getting you for your birthday (laughs) Uh, oh no before above
1: that i love a planner Uh, okay okay (laughs) so just stationary in general. Got it. That's right.
0: Yes, yes, yes. No, but so you could do something where you are walking somebody through it. So you could talk about behind the scenes, whether you are setting up your office and talking about why you use these things and tell a story about sanitation and why that's so important, right? You know, there are ways of doing it where you're not on camera, but here's the thing. I always urge my students to go on camera, right? And so, I knew you know, that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and, and here's the thing we've got like eight new video testimonials, and they're video testimonials, which is hard to get people to do video testimonials, right? For yes. the Elevate program. And one of the people, which you know, Melissa Lopez, oh, yeah. she said she was so shy, so nervous. Yes. so nervous. I mean, she barely wanted to come on camera for our Zoom coaching right? We walk them through that, right? Because confidence doesn't happen overnight. So we walk them through that. But that's one of my favorite
1: parts about coaching programs is that you get warmed up
0: to it by doing the Zoom calls. Yep. And so now she's doubled her prices. Now she says she has more confidence. She's feeling happier, like all of those things. So I will gently push you to do some type of video where people see you you know i can't tell you how many times i've gone to somebody's website or their instagram page or something i can't find a single picture of the artist
1: we're in the trust business right (laughs) like how am i going to trust you with my eyes if you're in an even more intense field like permanent makeup how am i going to trust you with the top layer of my skin and ink and a needle if i don't even know what you look like or i don't know what the space looks like you know or i book an appointment and i don't get an email ever i have to call you to find out where to park like there's so many layers. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I used to make uh, videos back when I way back when, when I was, you know, strictly just a service provider and I didn't own a salon or anything. It was just me by myself. And I used to work from home. I went above and beyond. And I used to like literally move my car into the street so that they could park in my driveway. And I would let them know that I would let them know, Hey, the, the driveway is reserved specifically for you. And I would talk to them in a way that they were like royalty. i like, you know, this is what you get. And I would make a video showing like of where they can park and how to walk into my house. And I would not post that online, but I'd send it to them once they booked the appointment. Like all of those short videos were telling a story of what they could expect in an appointment with me. And so, I mean, the storytelling doesn't have to stop. I think that's also a common misconception is like they do all this work to get the client in the door, but then... The, then it ends all the courting, all that courtship is over now. And it's like, Hey, got the money now I'm done. But I mean, I'll, I sent videos to the point where they were walking in my door. And then when they left, they'd get another voice message that said, thank you so much. If you have questions, remember, you can ask me a lot of times when I was very slow and I, my retention, I wasn't, you know, I was still working on my retention. Cause you know, back in the day, last courses weren't as thorough as they are today. And I had <laughs> yeah. to learn by trial and error. I was sending messages a week and a half out asking them like, Hey, can you send me a picture of your lashes? And if they were really good, guess what I did with those photos? I posted them <laughs> on my social media and when they would tell me how amazing they would laugh. Now the ones who didn't say that I didn't post those on social media, but I used that as an opportunity to try and troubleshoot what the problem was. And I made sure they knew that my top priority was making sure that I got to the bottom of it. And so again, the storytelling and like that experience of, you know, quality doesn't end once they book their appointment.
0: Yeah, and you know, when we were saying something earlier, it just reminded me of the saying that people buy from people. Yeah. They buy the transformation. They're not buying the service. They buy the transformation. They're buying what the service will give them, what the product will give them, but they're buying from people. And so you could use a little post-it note and you could actually walk them through. Step one, you're gonna go to the website and show them yeah. like, and step two, and that would be a fun little thing to follow, you know, make it colorful, whatever you wanna do. Step two, you come in and we're gonna walk you through and you can make videos of what like walking them through the door, you know, you'll fill out this little consultation form and then this is what we do. And then, so you can walk them through the process because people are nervous about what is going to happen or what to expect. But if you make it like, it's just easy as one, two, three, here's what's going to happen. You know, you walk them through, here's how it's going to be. It's very easy to book. You know, if they think it's going to take them 20 minutes to book on your website, right? Right. They might be putting it off they're gonna they're gonna put it off right and so it's like okay you're gonna do this and then when you come in this is how it's gonna be i'm gonna talk to you i'm gonna walk you through it talk to you about you know the look you're going for look at your lash condition like you're really walking them through it ahead of time yeah and some people will say well that's what i do and i'm like yes but are you telling people that's what you do Right, yeah.
1: exactly. It's very different. It's very different to actually paint the picture for them in a way that's easily, I, I just talked about this on my TikTok page recently. I talked about how like there's different languages, right? You've got English, you've got Spanish, you've got French, but then you've also got like languages like that people receive information in. And so one thing I talk about is how like, you might have a carousel post on your page that screenshots and like sh- talks about every step maybe, but that might not be the way that some people receive information that might not be their language and so by then making a reel about it and by then you know making a long form video about it and then you know all of those different things then putting it in your stories as well all of those think of those as all different languages too like you never know what language that this potential customer might speak so you don't want to just do it one way you want to do it all the ways and how easy is it if you take one video and just turn it into a bunch of, you know, different pieces of content. One's a picture, one's a reel, one's a carousel post. And then to me, it's just like, you're actually working a lot smarter and not harder. It's really not that much work at the end of it because you took one thing, answered a very important question. And would you say suppressed one really good or scary fear that a lot of people have? So it's like, I think we make more out of it because we don't want to repeat ourselves and we think that we're annoying. And the truth is you're more annoying when you're like begging people to come for you at a crazy discounted price. That's more annoying to people. It's like, okay, you can't even get people at that price. So you're lowering it even lower. I feel like that's more annoying to people when they're like, we already saw your last three specials and we didn't book them either. You know, rather yeah. than talking about how valuable your service is.
0: Yeah, and I would just say to yourself, assume that nobody saw it. Yeah especially the way the algorithm is and all of those things, it's hit or miss. You don't know who saw it that day. Assume that nobody saw it and post about it in a different way because something will catch, you know, the post-it notes might catch their Mm -hmm. attention. The walking, the door opening and you walking in the building might catch their attention. There might be so many different things that catch their attention. So that's why I say once you have those core stories, then you're just going to rinse and repeat it. You're going to change the wrapping paper and freshen it up, but the idea is still the same. So you're not going, okay, what do I do today? what do I post about right your marketing becomes really simple because it's what they need to hear to go from a follower to a fan to a buyer yeah yeah
1: I think I I, this is making me want to do more storytelling I feel like I feel like I do like I definitely do especially in my captions and stuff but I've been slacking with the like captions are easy for me like that's where I feel like I do well I feel like my emails, you know, I perform well. We have a really, well, compared to industry standard, we have good rates as far as email goes. But when it comes to video content, I do struggle on Instagram. But I also think that has to do with the climate. On TikTok, I'm like so comfortable storytelling, like face to camera, or even just voiceover. I think that's one thing that people can do is like a voiceover if they're nervous. That's something I do on TikTok all the time when I have low energy and I just don't want people to see me when I know that my energy is just not there. So I'll go on TikTok and just do a voiceover over a super old video. Like I'm talking a video from 2019 that I have. I'll just show, talk about like something that I used to do. So I feel like for me, I know that when I show up on my TikTok and I'm just kind of just telling a story about something I'm always so alarmed by the amount of feedback say they've been following me for years. And this is the first time they've ever commented on my page. And I'm like, like, you've been following me. And this is my first time ever seeing your name. So I don't know. I just feel like if that doesn't convince you guys that you need to start telling more stories, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. And you know, these stories, the whole idea is anytime you are talking to your audience, you are there to provide value. Right? So the stories must have value. One of my favorite quotes is, it's not mine, and I don't know who said it, but it's Stu McLaren. I'm going to quote him, but he's quoting somebody else. So, (laughs) But it is, never have a point without a story, and never have a story without a point. So meaning your story just as we said before you know when you're making a point if you have a story it's going to like make that point even better right but also make sure that story is going somewhere right like they they can like
1: oh my god i feel like i can relate to this so much it's like all these posts that i see i'm doing a course a 90-day course right now where i'm teaching people how to build their course like how Mm. to build a lash course or brow course and one of the things i talk about is how One of my pet peeves and i don't want to attack anybody anyone who has one of these don't don't come for me i'm not talking about anyone in particular it's so widely spread that you you've seen it before someone posts like a picture of themselves with like a pen or something you know they look very professional and like educator like and then it's like next to it they must have went on canva or something and put a bunch of words next to it that says you know beginner lash course you will get this 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 you will learn this X, Y, Z. You're going to get a kit that's worth $300 and you're, you know, it's from nine to five, three days or whatever. All the features of the class yeah. is basically what they put with a very, very beautiful photo of themselves. And that's what they post. And then in the caption, it'll say like, DM me for more information or something. And it'll even sometimes say the price on there. It basically has all the features of the course and a picture of themselves. And then I notice like, I'll message them weeks later just because this is what I do. So I want to know, I'll message them like, hey, I saw that you had a class, how did it go? And I can't tell you how many times so many of them will tell me, oh my God, I ended up canceling it because no one booked. And I honestly probably could have guessed that. Like I knew that that type of content wasn't going to connect with people in the way that they thought. Or I see it go another way where it's two weeks out from the class, they haven't gotten any bookings, maybe they got one or two and so now they're running us crazy promos you know $500 off of this class or you know whatever whatever it is that they want to do they start lowering the price because they're competing for price and it's because there's no story there they have the point like you said to what you said they have the point which is the course but they don't have the story of why they should take a class with them or what transformation they're going to receive by taking that course with them and then in reverse something that i did a major mistake i made in my early times of booking, like doing services a long time, I was solving all those myths. I was canceling all of those yellow post-its. I was telling them how lashes are not bad for you. I was telling them all this stuff, but nowhere on my page. Could you book? Like I didn't have a booking site. I didn't have a website. Mm-hmm. I never was saying, DM me to book an appointment. I was just educating, 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 convincing people to not be lash haters anymore and turning them into lash lovers. But never was I giving them the opportunity to actually book with me. So all I was doing was creating really, really, really hungry for lashes people and that was sending them elsewhere. And then I realized at a certain point that that's what I was doing after hiring a coach to, you know, learning about marketing. And I realized, oh my God, I've probably convinced so many people to get lash extensions, but they could have been my clients. So it's like both basically putting into perspective what you just said, like a point without a story and a story without
0: a point. Yeah, you I- have I've seen to, it both ways. At the end, you have to tell them why that's important, yeah. why that story is important, what that means to them. It's always important that you finish like what that means to them. And then you send the invitation to the party your offer or your services or whatever you sell is just the invitation for them to get the transformation. Right. And so people are always nervous to send the invitation, but you know, if they come or if they don't come, that's not your job, but you still have to send the invitation. Right. Right. And so, you need to know the core stories that you need to tell right and this really kind of gets into the psychology of your clients and why they're coming to you and what you do differently and how you solve it right so there's a little bit more involved in that but you can break it down to eight core stories i call it the story framework funnel, and then you can tell these stories on stories, Mm -hmm. on Instagram, very meta, or you can tell it, you know, on TikTok, or you can tell it on any platform. Mm -hmm. The platform doesn't matter. I'm really platform agnostic. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter to me. Right like you know if Pinterest is your thing, more power to you, whatever you want to do yeah. right there 's not just one way to go, but knowing that the principles right platforms will change well, mm-hmm. where 's my space who knows yeah. right yeah <laughs> you know? I mean, the even platform even Facebook, Facebook is probably is... going to go yeah. yeah, pretty soon, yeah, I mean, they keep on trying new things, so who knows, but no yeah i don 't think it 's dead all the way, but no matter what like
1: we, we don 't own any of these, so that 's why it 's important to have those fundamentals and not just. Go with the trends, like a lot of people did, like even huge companies are erasing, like they're gone. Like these big companies that were just made it huge on YouTube, or a lot of these influencers that made it really big on TikTok, and now like they're getting pulled off the shelves at like retail stores and stuff. And it's because I feel like people who kind of rose up in the early ages of like musically when it turned into TikTok they were leveraging the trends and they were just kind of going with what was trendy. But as we know, trends die. And that's why having a strong story that like you said, your framework for what your story is and what you represent and who you are, what your strengths are and how you help people. It doesn't matter where you're going to talk about it. What matters is that people are going to associate you with that.
0: Yeah, and like you said earlier, if you're on the front wave of that trend, if you're an early adopter, I would say I'm not an early adopter, like there's some people that are trend makers. I'm not that. Right. I'm probably very close to the beginning, like I see things, yeah. you know, and then I decide whether I'm going to pick right. it up. I, I remember Rachel Peterson talking about TikTok at Social Media Marketing World in early 2000. The conference was March the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and then of course everything shut in 2000, and then oh, everything shut down right after yeah, of yeah, 2020. And then everything shut down after that, right? Yeah. And so, but she was talking about it. And I think I we did like one or two, my daughter and I. And then I just decided like that didn't work for me. But doesn't mean it doesn't right. work or doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people. It just, it just wasn't my mm-hmm. thing. But you, if you like those trends, if you are like that, you can find those waves and ride them. But most people are not going to be the ones that are chasing the trends. Most artists are more into their skills and their services and things like that. And they just need something that's sustainable, Mm -hmm. that helps Mm -hmm. them, you know, have a quality of life where they're like, I'm not glued to my phone or my computer. You know, I just need, like, just give me a system to make it easy and doable, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. So, and, you know, you are just a really good natural storyteller, Ashley, like you, you, yeah, you're very good at, you know, we started this, it was very meta. You started this by telling the story of that client that followed you and booked at one in the morning. And I was thinking as you were telling it, I was like, this is the perfect example. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's funny because when you first get on, like talking to the camera, all that stuff, it's really uncomfortable. Like even like to this day, I'll be honest, it's not my favorite thing. But yeah, I remember I was just talking to one of the people in my program. She was telling me like, She's really nervous. She's a very private person. And she's like, I'm not an extrovert whatsoever. And it always shocks people when I tell them that I'm not an extrovert either. People always think like, but you're all over social media. And I'm like, you know what's so beautiful about, like, initially I hated it and it made me sick. And I was telling her how I had to film that my first time talking to my stories, i never forget. I remember what I was wearing. I remember where I was standing. And I remember, I still kind of get it is that gut, like wrenching, like I want to barf. I still remember it. And I, the worst part was watching the videos afterwards and thinking, oh my God, that's how I sound. That's how I look. What did I do with my lip right there? Like, why is my eye doing that? Like, I, I remember just tearing myself apart in a way that I don't do to anyone else. Like, I never look at somebody else's thing and think like, oh, why does she have those red spots? Ew, I wouldn't, you know, I would never do that. But yet here I was looking at myself in a way that's like, God, like, I hope, like, I never... Ever want to look at someone else the way I was looking at myself? And I remember filming that video like 42 times. I'm not exaggerating. It sounds like I'm like a funny joke, like, haha, no, no, I really filmed it like 42 times to the point where my right arm was so sore and tired. My shoulder was like, give it a rest, like, just do it already. And so finally, I remember filming it, it was terrible. And I just posted it and I put my phone down and I went for a walk because I was like, I need, I can't look at it. If I look at this video, I, I'm I'm never gonna post it. And, and she asked me, she's like, well, what made you do it? Like what forced you to do it? Cause she's like, I've done it. And I was like, oh, that wasn't the first time I tried. That was just the first time I did it. I had tried for months on end before that. And I remember thinking, like in that day, I remember being like, okay, I'm. this is going to be the 27th time that I try to do this and I'm not going to do it. And I thought to myself, like at that time, this was 2018. It was like, like 2019, maybe 2018, somewhere around there. And I remember thinking like, I got out of beauty school at the same time as X, Y, and Z persons, like, you know, these, these said people, and yet they're doing so much better than me. They're making more money than me. They're They have more clients and all this stuff. And I thought their skill set's not that much better than mine. Like their salon, they work from home. They don't have a nicer location than me. And like all these things, I was kind of comparing the features to what they offered to the features that I offered. And nothing that they had was necessarily more valuable than what I offered. But the one thing that they did was that they used to talk to the camera. And I'm going to tell you, they weren't very... Uplifting people on their camera. They were mostly ranting half of the time. They were like, You guys need to respect my time, and I'm tired of late people. (laughs) Like, it was a lot of negativity, but none, I know. But nonetheless, they were doing it. And so it just dawned on me one day that maybe it's that maybe it's the talking to the camera. And even though I couldn't, now I understand marketing a lot better, but at the time I remember thinking like, that was the one thing that was different from what they were doing than what I was doing. So I forced myself because I'm like, I'm over here doing $90 full sets. They're doing like $180 full sets. I can barely get a client to save my life. Meanwhile, they're fully booked. So I'm like, if this is it, I'd rather try it and see if it works. And lo and behold, You know, I started getting comments. Oh my god, I didn't even know what you look like. Oh my god, your place is so cute. Where'd you get that picture in the back? Like, I started building relationships with people that I probably never would have had the chance to because they weren't seeing my content or it wasn't standing out to them. But me, on the other hand, like I stood out because only I look like me. And so that was something like it was, you know, someone asked earlier, does it get easier? It does. It does get easier. Yeah. To this, I mean, look at me, I'm showing up like this, like, I mean I do. And now, you know, I have like 15,000 followers and I show up literally like this nine times out of 10, sometimes worse, believe it or not. I look worse than this some days. And yeah, it does get easier. Now, what I say that, do you grow to like it? Maybe some do. I don't, I still, till this day don't necessarily enjoy it, but it's kind of like cleaning my bathroom. I don't enjoy it, but I have a house now and it has to be clean. So, you know, I have two daughters. They can't be going to the restroom in a filthy restroom. So do I enjoy doing it? No, but does it that get easier? That cleaning the toilet bowl does get easier once you've done it a hundred times and you becomes robotic and you're not thinking about it. You're not gagging anymore. You know, it's kind of like that. Like I wouldn't say that, you ever enjoy it. You don't grow to enjoy it. Maybe you will. Some people might, some people may realize, Oh my God, I love doing this. But the reason why me as an introvert now can do it a little more comfortably is because I've rewired my brain and I don't think of it as I'm talking to 15,000 people. I don't even think of it as I'm talking to 14 people because right now it says there's 14 people on the way I see it is I'm just talking to the camera. There's nobody here in this room that I'm in right now. There's no one in here. So when I think of it like that, I have to, I have to think of it as I'm talking to my phone. It's an inanimate object. Like it's not going to laugh at me. It's not going to make fun of the way I look. So I guess for me, that's kind of how I wrap my head around it as an introvert. But if you're an extrovert, maybe you want to think of it as you're talking to a hundred million people. I just can't because I'll jump off my balcony if I do that.
0: I love that we just compared going live to cleaning a toilet
1: <laughs> you know it's just something that has to get done you know like it's, it's true yeah you know yeah, you, think about you anybody, know you, could you, you, you would your kid be okay if you didn't probably yeah like are yeah. my kids gonna die if I don't clean the toilet probably not
0: It'd be really gross yeah unsanitary I would say, think about anybody that you follow that you admire mm-hmm. or that you you know like their content they're doing video and they're exactly. consistently providing value. I think that mm-hmm. is the key. You have to be consistently providing value and a before and after picture just doesn't have the same type of value as really helping somebody overcome their fear, right. as helping somebody understand the process of booking, as just so many other ways of providing value. You should really give someone a win before they ever buy your service or book for you know, that's, that's my philosophy. Like yeah. people say, why are you, why are you doing this workshop? I want somebody to have a win before they ever pay me. Right. And maybe yeah. they m- might not ever work with me. Right. But you need to be providing value, like straight up all the time and as a, for your audience. As a
1: service provider, like a lash artist, permanent makeup artist, or a nail tech. The way you can do that, right, because you're not in the online business, the way you could do that is like by showing them, like she said earlier, how it doesn't damage your lashes or maybe you do, what is it called, poly gel or whatever. I get builder gel instead of acrylics. I was converted from somebody who used to occasionally get acrylics but because I had heard that acrylics were bad and they don't let your nail breathe or whatever. Obviously, I'm not a nail tech, so I don't really know the whole terminology, but I knew from what people had said that the chop shop acrylics were not healthy for you. And I never thought to go to like a specialty nail tech until one talked about why builder gel was healthier. And she showed photos of like pictures of a client who came in from a chop shop and how she transformed that client that booked me. I have been getting builder gel for five years now. And so, and I pay a pretty penny for my builder gel manis and I wouldn't have known, I never would have known. So that's the point is like, not just about going live and just doing your makeup it's about going live and providing or not just going live talking your stories or creating a reel and just adding value
0: that's going to solve
1: or i guess you could say like cancel out their fears
0: you know yeah yeah i mean and there is a framework right there's a framework for even making a videos or telling a story right so it doesn't have to be live but as we said like where you're going where the story's going all of those things. HM nail studio said I have fixed
1: so many chop shop nails and never took picture. Talked about it. Yeah. I just recommend if, if I could give you one piece of advice, it wasn't like she didn't shout out that salon and she made sure to like, not show the full design or anything. So that way it was very much just educational and not shaming. I can speak from experience on that. When I saw how horrible some of the lash courses locally were, I went on and made a video about like what to look for in a trainer and what to not look for. And I was so descriptive about some of these not very quality courses that some of those trainers came and messaged me and was like, I know you're talking about me. And, and I learned a very valuable lesson through that. Because it is helpful to educate, but we want to make sure that we're coming from a place of, you know, service and not a place from shame. Not saying that you're going to do that, but I yeah. just wanted to, to throw that out there from experience because my intentions were good. But it's very easy when you're passionate about something to kind of go down a path of, you know, kind of doing a little bit of this. And so when you're doing something like that. We just want to remember coming from a place of service
0: and not a place of shame. That's something that I learned. hundred percent. I, I always say lead with empathy, like yeah. say things like you may not know, or a lot of times people don't know. I say that all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I'll even say, as you know, the nail needs to breathe. And so understanding that you, you need to be very empathetic and not yeah. make the client feel like they're bad for not doing it or somebody else is bad. Like they, we don't need to point fingers. There's enough of that in right. the world. It's just coming from a place like you may not know, that this is what is really better for you and here's how we do it and so you're just speaking from your experience of why you do what you do. How would you
1: display bad work from a previous artist without shaming? What I definitely would do is definitely make sure it's like in a way that's up close and not so much like uh, the whole eye you know because obviously again if you show the whole face They're going to tell who it was and it doesn't take a rocket scientist for your local, you know, people to kind of look and be like, Ooh, I know who that is. And I know who she used to go to, I would say like very, very up close video and focus on the actual error as opposed to the whole, you know, the whole face. That would be the the best. You could DM me too, though. And we can talk about that. I I would be happy to help you figure out a way to do that. So it's very tactful and it doesn't reflect poorly on you because I can speak from experience that it reflected poorly on me when I did it in the wrong way.
0: And I'll just add, if I can add just one thing. I, I would also do it from kind of a day in the life of like, so here's a challenge that I faced today. And I kind of want to take you guys on this journey because this might come about for you too, or you might've experienced this. And so, and then you're showing the client that came in today and she was so lovely and, but this is what was happening. And I felt really bad for her because she didn't understand that this was happening and this could happen. This is a challenge that happens to a lot of people. And so you're saying like, again, it's okay. This can happen to a lot of people it's but this is the challenge that you are facing today and so it's not like I'm sitting on top of the throne and look at me and everybody else is bad and I'm the only one that knows (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) you, (laughs) actually no I know
1: but I I learned this is you live and you learn you know that's why I I will I will always use my experiences to to help people like I don't want you guys to have to do the repetitive like repair all the damage of you know sounding like a hater because trust it's easy to sound like a hater when you're passionate about something and that's really where it came from was a place of passion but yeah like you said just you know making it casual and not like I have an announcement you know <laughs> this is not my work disclaimer <laughs> you know look at mine look at theirs like yeah that's not the
0: way to go yeah so many people do it as a real like service announcement they're literally like, warning warning bad. <laughs> this is you go to your emergency room immediately and it's not that serious no no it's not so so much fun as always with you Ashley so good I'll see you later Bye. bye thank you for listening to another episode of the beauty marketing simplified podcast And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.